everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Little Egypt Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Todd Hefferman, and with me yeah, today... Yeah, all right, go get them! ...is uh, uh, my biggest cheerleaders, Bucky Dent and Braden Fogel. <laughs> so thank you thank for joining you. me. I was not in on that cheer. <laughs> I thought I, I, so thought just, I heard you there in the background. up Les's tradition of... Uh, of of giving Todd the uh, the the approval he uh, he likes to have when he starts this show, so that he's feeling good and relaxed about things and ready to kick some butt. So, gotcha. So, that we've we've uh, we've really moved on from the polite golf clap we used to have uh, when we started this thing. <laughs> but uh, kind so, of a, you know, first week of June, things continue to be uh, not real well defined, much where where they were from from. Uh, May, but at least we can go get our hair cut now in Illinois. That's a, that's a nice nice feeling, right? Yes, uh, I could have to experience that today, actually. So I uh, feel like a little bit of my mojo is back, if nothing else. Did you have to wear a mask, and she wore a mask? Yes. Too? Yes, uh, yes. Okay. Everyone's required to wear a mask in there. Okay. Did they have it, did they have you spaced out more than usual? Um, they had the windows between the between the uh, chairs and everything. They also had people waiting outside, um, and you have to make all the appointments online, just to kind of streamline the process a little bit. Okay. So everything yeah. seemed to go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, first we'll get to the the HSA. We're all waiting to see what their plans are for uh, the NCAA has released some kind of guidelines as far as how to bring student-athletes back to campus. Some states are doing that uh, soon, this week or next week. Uh, North Dakota, I believe Ohio is doing that as well. So a lot of the teams in, in the Missouri Valley Football Conference um, may get a little bit of a head start to uh, to SIU. But uh, what, what do you expect when the IHSA does come up with some announcement? Maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's next week. Uh, what 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 do you think the 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 guidelines of that announcement will be? Well, when when the guidelines come out, and make no mistake about it, as I mentioned in my column, it's a decision that's going to be made by the Illinois Department of Public Health, not the IHSA, because IDPH has to sign off on this before the IHSA can come out with anything. I think what you're going to see when the announcement does come out is that. You're going to see limited numbers uh, of kids being allowed to work out with with a coach in the vicinity. I think you're, you're going to have to see more masks, obviously. You're going to have to see the social distancing guidelines in place. But at this point, after the last 10 weeks or so, I think most coaches and players will take care of pretty much anything to be able to get back on the field, even if it's just for practicing in a limited role or whatever. Because they're ready to do this. I mean, and I understand, and I think a lot of them understand down deep, that the only thing that could have been done is what has been done for 10 weeks. But they see Iowa getting back to to spring sports, as a matter of fact. They're going to start in two weeks with baseball and softball there. They see other states uh, getting back on practice fields, and they want to get back on practice fields themselves, and I understand that. But... I think what some people have to understand is this is a decision that's not being made by the IHSA as much as it's being made by by IDPH. And then uh, later on in July or August, if and when in-person learning can return in the state, that is going to be made by Governor Pritzker. What what do you think the safest thing they could do, Braden? 
I mean, the safe thing they can do is, like Bucky said, um, make or have them wear masks and keep following the social distancing guidelines. And I mean, um, obviously, Prisker in Illinois is taking this process slower um, as far as regarding health and everything like that. So, I mean, like you said, I feel like coaches and players will take whatever they can get. And as long as they follow the procedures, then hopefully a decision will come soon. So then when um, – when is, do you, what is your guess? Do you think football practice will start on time in August? I I think, you know, considering this stage got to phase three before May ended – I think there's now a pretty good chance that as long as the numbers continue to trend in the direction they have gone for a few weeks, I think there's a good chance that fall sports practice will be able to begin on time in August. Now, that's not saying that you're going to be in Phase 5 or you can have as many people as you want watching these events, but I think they'll be able to get to Phase 4, which means you'll be able to start practice and probably be able to play games, of course, you know, whether you're going to have actual crowds there or not or a limit on crowds is another story. But, again, it gets down to the feeling at this point that coaches and athletes will just be happy to take whatever they can have in terms of being able to practice and eventually play games again. So that's that's where I think you're going to end up, is that in August you're going to be able to practice uh, as scheduled and hopefully be able to play a full schedule. And, I mean, you've already seen it with the NFL. Deshaun Jackson suggested that they mic up all the players if, rather than doing the in, inverted uh, fan noise, which I don't think high school would obviously do that, but I think that's a right. pretty interesting take on the whole situation. Well, I, I hope they have the seven-second delay ready for that if that's what the NFL does. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Great. You and I both know there's a lot of trash talking that goes on in NFL games, and, and not a lot of it is even PG-13. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some players on Twitter were saying, we want that stuff uncensored, which no. I don't know if that would drive up viewership or what. But If ESPN could air the, the last dance with all those curse words, I'm sure they could air the NFL yep. uh, with whatever they say uh, on the field. But it would be funny to hear the audibles and hear the defensive calls if the mics were that good. Uh, that would be interesting, but... Um, I yeah I I I think baseball and softball could be safely done, you know now. But I but I wonder about basketball. If your son is a basketball player, I mean I'd be a little trepidatious about coming putting him in with with ten or twelve other people from all other parts of the city in a contact sport. I mean you wouldn't be able to practice with a mask. I don't think so. You'd have to pretty much uh, risk. Uh, picking this thing up that doesn't have a cure and doesn't have an effective way to treat it, although most kids in, in high school age uh, are relatively mild symptoms. But I, I don't know. I wonder, I'm curious to see how they how they come out and, and try to do that. But uh, so that's starting up, and then some colleges are starting up. Uh, SIU is still not announced what, what they plan to do um, for this month or next month, but they – I believe they do have some some staff returning to campus, um, so that's a start at least. And everything is still on the table for for August uh, football practice like normal. Um, they may have to spend a little bit more time conditioning than they would if they had the summer conditioning. But I think it's, I think things are still lining up for college football to start pretty much on time. If if, if the weather 
gets hotter as I as I think it will around most of the country and hopefully that's a factor and if it's not hopefully the numbers stay the same and um we're SIU opens at UT Martin so they do have two road games to start the season but uh I, I'm optimistic college football will start on time in some form it's beginning to trend that way as I am it's beginning to trend that way yes um you know the uh again it just it, it, to me it just gets down to uh to how every state treats it cuz most states are going in a little different clip than others and obviously Illinois is a little bit slower than most because of the approach that governor Pritzker is using but most states especially in the south they want to play that football you know what i'm saying i mean and, and i think it's going to happen i think you're going to see Football, um, I don't know just how we're going to do with crowds and everything, uh, but uh, there definitely seem to be uh, there definitely seems to be the trend towards playing games, playing the schedule, getting things started on time. And I think to accentuate that, I'm sure you saw the stories last week about uh, some universities opting to start the academic calendar earlier in August and end it around Thanksgiving. So I think that's something to watch for as well. Perhaps more schools will opt to go, as Notre Dame has, as South Carolina has, and some others as well, that will start their academic calendar in, in early to mid-August and then in person, end in-person learning around Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm wondering how much uh, much continuity we'll have between the teams in the Valley because they're so, so various as far as North Dakota, South Dakota, Missouri, Ohio, uh, Iowa, and, and Illinois, of course, and we have three teams in Illinois, um, Western Illinois, Illinois State, and SIU. Um, several teams in North Dakota now, two, nor- two North Dakota, one two South Dakota, and then uh, one in Iowa, one in Missouri. So that's uh, – and all of those states seem to be opening up a little bit more than Illinois. So I, I don't know. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully it all gets sorted out and we forget all about this thing by, by September. But um, – SIU is also in the news uh, this week after uh, a former baseball player's um, video that he apparently recorded in January was released by somebody and uh, had some very insensitive racial language. We're not going to repeat on this podcast, but SIU acted very quickly um, to uh, get out in front of it and try to try to say that they're unified behind their their black athletes and their white athletes and. Uh, that was good to see, but but there will be repercussions moving forward. Uh, I'm sure from that. You know what 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 do you think college campuses can do to to try to welcome their or at least what what do you think SIU can do to make their African American athletes more comfortable? Well, I, I think I think acting the way they did was a very good first step. You know they they didn't uh, waste time getting on the case, if you will. They acted quickly and decisively to disavow themselves of, uh, of, of Mason Heiser's comments. And on top of that, I thought it was a very wise move. I believe Nick Hill and, and Brian Mullins and Lance Rhodes, the, uh, the football, men's basketball and baseball coaches in that order quickly issued statements that, uh, that basically decried the racist comments made in that video. So I think that needed to be done and done quickly and decisively in order to maybe keep 
some programs from using it to negative recruit against SIU because we all know realistically there are programs that will use something like that as an excuse to bash other schools to try to get a kid to come to their school. And on another front, I think we're going to see a lot of that happening to the University of Minnesota after what happened up there. No matter how good the intentions are of everybody there, they're going to have to recruit against that for a long time to come, I'm afraid. So I also think it's a reminder just how dangerous um, social media is because uh, this kid filmed himself saying it and on what looked like Snapchat. And so, you know, it happened back in January, and it seems like someone got the video and kind of held on to it for a while, and that just goes to show that anything you post online is out there for the world. So I think that's a constant reminder to anyone listening who is on social media. And I don't know if it was Tony Dungy or Herman Edwards that said this a while back, but the gist of it was, if you have any question about it, delete. Yep. Or don't even send it. Don't press send. Herman Edwards. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's good good uh yeah, it's good good words to live by and and I thought Evan Taylor was a a black player on the baseball team had a had a statement on on Twitter that 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 was not reflective of the baseball team that he knew. Um I thought that was about as more powerful than any other statements that I read uh that day um addressing that situation. But but then, you know, then we have after that, we had uh you know the the death of George Floyd that has really rocked this country and and race relations in this country to this day and probably continuing on. Um, how do you think college campuses will deal with that when their students come back? It's going to be an interesting test case for sure, and I really think they have no choice but to address this because it's it's the it's the large animal in the room. It has to be addressed. I think they have to. To do so, like we said, in a manner that SIU addressed the, these statements, do it quickly, decisively, to leave no doubt there is no room and no tolerance for, for that type of racism in, the, in their program, in their university, in their curriculum, and wherever. Because when it gets down to it, we're all people, whether we're, whether we're white, black, uh, Latin, chartreuse, whatever. We're all people, and in the end... We're all the same as everybody else. We believe the same as everybody else. And to look at somebody's skin color and decide, well, he's a lesser person or she's a lesser person than I just because of their skin color is nonsense. You know, most people, thankfully, aren't that way, but there are still just enough there are to where the matter has to be addressed by every university when kids come back to school in August. It just has to be. You, you can't ignore it anymore. I hope they find a way to have that conversation again, you know, months from now um, when people maybe aren't protesting every day or it isn't yeah. in the news every day. Uh, I hope they still try to find a way to have that conversation with their student-athletes in, in August or September whenever they get back together to help them uh, move forward in a positive direction. But uh, we'll uh, we'll turn it to another way. Um with the uh, the NFL and the NBA and, the, and Major League Baseball trying to come back, which one do you think comes back first? Because I thought for sure it was going to be the PGA Tour, um, and they're uh, not coming back as, as quickly as I thought. And Major League Baseball looked like it had a really good plan in place, but now it's having a financial um, 
spitball contest between the owners and the players. Um, you think the NBA comes back before baseball? I think it's a very good chance at this point. I'm I'm not sure baseball's coming back this year, although I you keep hearing the talking heads on ESPN say they'll find a way, they'll figure it out. I don't know, Todd. There's too many golfs right now in, in, in the in the negotiations. You know, they're talking as few as 50 games, as many as 114. You know, billionaires and millionaires are acting really whiny and fighting over money, and this is the absolute worst time to be doing all this. And they're not even addressing, to me, the biggest elephant in the room right now, which is the testing. Are guys going to be able to be tested every day? Are the people, besides players who have to be at these ballparks every day, are they going to be tested in a in a reasonable manner? I mean, there's so many things here that aren't being talked about that are as important in many ways as the financial part of this picture that I'm not sure that Major League Baseball gets on the field this year. I think the NBA is getting back on the court next month. The NHL is going to get back on the ice at some point this summer. And I'll be honest with you, I hadn't heard that there were some issues with the PGA maybe not getting back as quickly as it thought it would. But I still think the PGA gets on the course before you see Major League Baseball back in action. I, I think the only... Go ahead, Braden. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the only MLB team not mad about making a return this year is the Houston Astros, but that's for a different yeah. discussion. <laughs> well, yeah, and I just thought, you know, golf would be the easiest because you could, even if you don't have fans, you still have the TV money, you still have a couple sponsorships. Um assuming that it's it's televised by somebody, either the Golf Channel or CBS or, or some network will pick it up. And the the tournament in, in my hometown, in the Quad Cities, uh, the John Deere Classic was going to play, but they, uh, they didn't think they were going to make enough money with not having fans there, even with the sponsorships and the possible television uh, um, revenue as well. So they canceled and... I just didn't see that happening. I thought they would find a way to – you could easily space out a golf course, even without fans, where it could still be an event, kind of like it was with Tiger Woods and, and Tom Brady and and uh, Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson, um, but on a larger scale. But uh, I guess it's going to take a little longer than, than I thought. So we'll see what happens, but uh, stay safe. Uh, hang in there and uh, to subscribe to the Southern Illinoisan, uh, go to the southern.com or call 618-529-5454. Thanks for joining us today.